0: mercy and peace to you from the word made flesh Jesus Christ our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. It's not often that I preach and stop you, Pete. This is kind of interesting. For those of you who have come here feeling lost, I have good news for you. For those of you who have come here willing to get lost, I have even better news. The good news is fear not. The God we worship specializes in finding lost people. The God we worship gives life the moment we lose ours. He gave life to Sarah Kaiser on Friday afternoon. Our text has two words that are backdrops for the season of Advent. Wilderness and about-face. John comes out of the wilderness, the passage on our pilgrimage to God. Wilderness signifies in the Bible being lost. We fear such moments, don't we? But God invites us to embrace those moments. If, as Herod, we fill our lives again and again <coughs> with things, if we consider ourselves so important that we must fill every single moment of our lives with action, when will we have time to make the slow, arduous journey across the wilderness, as did the Magi, as we heard on Wednesday night from Tom Dredder, or? brood over the coming of the child as did Mary. For each of us, there is a wilderness to travel, a star to discover, and a being within ourselves to bring to life. In coming to our congregation, people followed the wilderness path to our doors. Hear this deep and often Terrible truth. Your being lost, or getting lost in the wilderness, is a clear sign of God's nearness. Turn around, God is near. You know, often we get too lo- We get lost with too many doors open. Children at play are most secure when there are boundaries and clearly marked limits to where they can go. They play in, a, in that space with confidence and with great joy. If you place these children in a field and tell them they can play anywhere, often they will find them, you'll find them playing in a small area. We often get lost with too many options As children but also as adults. We get lost, too many options given. We get lost with bad directions. Robert Fulgram spoke of playing hide-and-seek. He says that some kids get confused. The idea is to hide and get found, not to hide and never be. You know, sometimes adults are like that, (coughs) maybe too well. Many of us know someone who's died of cancer and never said a word to anyone. Friends share how brave he was and how he never complained, but after the memorial service, the family members come to their ministers in secret. They tell us how angry they are that the one that they lost did not trust their strength that he did not say goodbye. Adults often hide too well without knowing the importance of being found. We get lost with our hands full. In Thomas More's book on spirituality, Meditations on the Monk Who Dwells in Daily Life, he says, Early Christian monks went out to live in the desert in order to find emptiness. Modern life is becoming so full full that we need our own ways of going to the desert to be relieved of our plenty. Our heads are crammed with information. Just this morning, Patty could remember one person's name and not the person that she was talking about. She's like, I don't know what's coming over me. I said, you've got too many things that you're Mm -hmm. thinking about. Our lives so busy with activities. Our cities stuffed with automobiles, our imaginations bloated on pictures and images, our relationships heavy with advice, our jobs burdened with endless (coughs) new skills, our homes cluttered with gadgets and conveniences. We honor productivity to such an extent that the unproductive person or days seem a failure monks are experts at doing nothing and tending the culture of that emptiness. Moore concludes at the sight of nothing the soul rejoices. When I suggest this to folks and this and other congregations, they protest saying, oh I have no time for silence or emptiness or reflection. There's no way around the need for the contemplative. How amazing it is to watch people embrace all of the noise that makes their life a mess and still embrace the noise and expect different results from the chaos. I saw a t-shirt once which read, you're only young once but you can be immature forever. And so can we spiritually. Advent is the beginning of a time to grow up. The first step is getting lost in solitude and emptiness—the very places that God finds us. We are found when we are dis- when we stop distancing ourselves from pain. Parker Palmer, the author, has said, distancing ourselves from each other's pain is the hidden agenda behind most of our efforts to fix the other with advice. If you take my advice, you'll get well, and I'll be off the hook. But if you do not follow my advice, or do not follow it properly, I'm off the hook nonetheless. By trying to fix you with advice rather than simply suffering with you, I hold myself away from your pain. When Paul called me, Paul Kaiser called me on Thursday and told me about Sarah, I didn't try to give him advice. I didn't say, well, she'll be better, she'll be in a better place. Oh, just just get over it, Paul. His sister was dying of end-stage kidney disease. (coughs) On the phone long distance, I suffered with him. Here's a man who lost his mother, 16, lost his father in 17, and now has lost his only sibling in 18. What advice can you give someone like that? You can't. You give them the ministry of presence. We are found when we are open to holy disorder. God comes in disorder, you know, chaos, emptiness, vulnerability. Jesus is not what we should have created for ourselves. His career, think about it, is a brief tragic failure. He dies in dishonor, but then, most strangely, he lives. He's not only yesterday. He's today. And he'll be tomorrow. He is as available to the humblest as to the highest. Now, Dina really wanted to know what these were. you make a path straight down the aisle here this morning? No. Now it's my joke today will be, you know, it's a little odd for me to tell you how to make your paths. Oh. (laughs) I didn't say it was a good joke. I just said it was a joke. So I'm curious what keeps us From walking that straight path. I put some words on these. You may not be able to read it very well. The first one up here is addiction. That can keep us from walking a straight path, right? Mm -hmm. Keep us from God. Solid proof. We want solid proof. We want to see Jesus. We want Jesus to come into this very room. We want to see his nail prints. Trying to read my own writing, uh, abuse and trauma. Growing up in the Wisconsin city, lots of trauma there. But God. death of a loved one. How many times have we heard the death of a loved one just takes people away from Jesus? Takes people away from God? If there had been a God, he would have lived. She mm-hmm. did. Especially when it's a child. But there are people here who have lost children, who have lost loved ones, and God found them. Right, David? How many do folks do we know who have been diagnosed with life-threatening illness, chronic illness, depression? Drives them away from God sometimes. Right, Patty? Right. He knows we're there. We just got to go to him. So we go to God. Right. And ask for help. I would say God pulls us towards him. God what? Pulls us towards him. Pulls us towards him. And how would God pull you towards him? Or how has God pulled you towards him? Sam? (coughs) He's <coughs> hoping um, me towards um, friends that uh, I genuinely like being around and um, uh, care about me. So so who, so who are God's hands and feet in the world? Other people. Other people. The people that are drawing Xander to them. Xander is having a hard time with his faith. Anybody else have any, any thoughts? And whether you know it or not, like Xander, she's an he, she she's an example for others. So other people are probably drawn to her. You know. So you just gotta walk the walk talk the talk. Steve? Uh, people at other events, other events can draw and pay attention to guys too. Yeah. Other events? Mm-hmm. Right, this side is very talking, this side is very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> they're meditating, I think. <laughs> they're, they're, they're still in the contemplative part <laughs> of my circle. I Need to listen to God. So here's the last one. It doesn't have any words on it. What are your words? What's keeping your path from being straight? this morning I was upstairs meditating and the last thing I wanted to do was aid worship I was dwelling with Sarah and with Paul and with Matthew Matthew who's 21 has no parents already is a little is a little lost The last thing I want to do is come here and talk about how to make your path straight. And somehow God pushed aside the blockades. Somehow when I was dwelling in God's word, I, the Spirit moved me to come here. We are found times when we least expect it. This is the gift we find in worship, giving a new perspective to problems that have existed really from the beginning. Glenn Adsett, a minister in China in the 1940s, was under house arrest, waiting to receive word concerning what the communists were going to do with him, his wife, and their two children. The communist said, came and said, you can only take 200 pounds with you, 200 pounds. So they, all four of them, were scurrying around the house trying to figure out what was the priorities, toys, food, you know, typewriters, the Bible, things like that. They finally worked it all out and packed 200 pounds on the nose. Car, the army came for them and asked, Did you weigh everything? Yes, sir, they answered affirmatively. Then the soldiers asked, Did you weigh the kids? No. Suddenly there was a, an about face. In that moment, there's stuff. Looked like trash in light of their children's combined 200 pounds. John the Baptist came from the emptiness of the wilderness and said, Repent about face. That word was not one of judgment, but grace. The God we worship makes straight the paths of our lives and finds us in the midst of chaos disorder, and emptiness. So an Advent, turn around. Get lost. That God <coughs> might find you. Fred Craddock reminds us of the way to get to Bethlehem. People of old got there by way of the wilderness. Today, you can get to Bethlehem without going through the wilderness. But when you get to Bethlehem, Fred warns, we're not going to find Jesus. May God grant us the courage for the wilderness journey toward Bethlehem. May God find us and give us the gifts of wonder, love, and grace. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.